my name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. Happy summer, everybody. And happy summer to you, sweetie. Thank you. Um, Zen Parenting Radio, this is episode number 180. That's a nice round number. It is. 20 more to 200. Yeah, what are we going to do? Big celebration. Oh, good. We should have an 80s party. <laughs> um, Zen Parenting Radio is a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom and a logical and practical dad. We have three daughters, ages 6, 9, and 11. One of them's not here, though. I know. We, we can talk about that, too. Our goal is to give you the resource to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you. And You're saying become. Become. The best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding, for goodness sake. I know. And the reason why I was laughing is because the first time you said become, and I, you know, and then you said become again. Are you focusing on the negative? No, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to... Fo- did you hear how I pronounced discussion? That, that was perfect. That was perfect. And you know what? I did not mean to focus on the negative. It was because, like I said, it was you said it the first time and it was no big deal, but then you said it again. So I thought maybe you wrote it that way. No, it's the same piece of paper as I've always written up. <laughs> Just remember that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. And if you don't know what that means, hopefully you will at the end of the show. Oh, boy. Um, we're going to talk about cell phones, uh-huh. which is kind of a huge topic. Well, let's uh, to narrow that down a little bit. Do you want to gonna... back it up? <laughs> I want to back it up, and I want to narrow it down. Okay. We are going to talk about cell phones in terms of our – we have a daughter going into sixth grade, and she's at camp all week. All on her own. Actually, she's not. She's with two friends, so she's fine. And it's a good camp, but it's a long time, man. Seven days. Yeah. And her, and her sisters are are falling apart a they little bit. They are falling apart. <laughs> They're sad. They were crying themselves to sleep last night. I know. Night. They miss their sister. And in a way, I don't like to see my kids sad, but man, we must be doing something right if they love if they miss their sister well, that much. Well, she's, she's a very loving wonderful person? older sister yes she's a very loving person she's kind of their glue and she it's her her not being here is you can feel it it's palpable you know yeah well i and i would say that if any of us left like probably when i leave for work the house seems different. oh for sure but there's a completely and same with cameron was gone for camp last summer and that was it was weird. completely weird and sky there's too little to have been gone anywhere by herself but it is weird um but it's like a different feeling it's like everybody kind of in a family has a dynamic they have a role mm-hmm. and even though it's not defined and of course there's room to move and change there's a feeling that comes with them and when they're not present it everything kind of changes what a feeling i can really have it all is that the words uh, it is kinda. believing uh, no that's not right oh um irene cara yes for those of you who don't know yes flash dance and we're also going to uh, promote an interview that we have on friday uh-huh. with a young woman girl named casserly yes and she has a wonderful little story that yeah, she's going to share. Yeah, she's in our BU Girls Club. She's one of our founding members, and she has a great little story to share. And we're going to have, uh, lastly, um, a listener asked a really good question about grandparents and the role of grandparents. But it's not lastly. Remember I said I wanted to talk about something, too. But then there's an extra lastly. <laughs> lastly, part two. Sweetie wants to talk about a book that's driving you crazy. Yes. What's the name of the book? Well, it's funny because I'm. it's called Gone Girl. It's been out forever. Mm-hmm. Everyone else in the world has read it. I'm way late. I haven't. Because I've been I went to the library a few times to get this book and it was always out. It's been number one. They're making it into a movie. Ben Affleck starring. It's already I'm reading it just so when the movie comes out, I'm, you know You want to be up to speed. I do. So when I say Gone Girl, everyone's like, Well, yeah, duh, that was a long time ago. But 
hear me out at the end of the show, and I'll tell you why. All right. It's driving me crazy. Crazy. Are you going to finish this book that's driving you crazy? I'm going to save that till the end to talk about that. Um, But first, our partner is uh, John Kelly. He's a dentist, but not your dad's dentist, sweetie. He's a comprehensive dentist. You know, I had a dentist, and I may have shared this, Dr. Blecka. Uh Uh-huh. And he he had these sausage fingers, Mm -hmm. and he never wore gloves. And it was terrible. You know what? I... Wearing gloves didn't come until like halfway through our childhood or maybe after teenage years because they never wore. Yeah. Yeah. I remember now they got my the masks and everything else. Now it's, we got to be so safe. and protective. So John Kelly, he is uh, my dentist, your dentist. And just to clarify, he does wear gloves. He does wear gloves. <laughs> just for the record. Um, 5350 West Devon Avenue in Chicago, 773-631-6844. Um, John is awesome, and the one thing, he does restorative and cosmetic dentistry, offering a unique unique combination of artistic skills coupled with advanced scientific techniques. That's a, that's a mouthful. He's awesome, so check He's him out. He's all about science, like the science oven. That's right. It's science. That's from Anchorman. And what is science oven from, sweetie? Science oven is from that uh, Jennifer Lawrence movie. American Hustle. American Hustle, which was a little overrated. You broke the science oven. (laughs) 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 Oh, you shouldn't have said where those from because I think listeners like guessing. I know, but then, yeah. All right. So here we go. Um, The phone. Long time coming. Okay. We have somebody going into sixth grade. Yeah. You look, you got your notes in front of you. I'm ready. Um. Our daughter is going to take a bus this fall. And up till now, she's always had, uh, we've carpooled. I ride the bus. You ride the you bus. I ride the bus. We all ride the bus. Magna cum laude, summa cum laude, <laughs> the radio's too laude. If you know what that's from, let me know. And the first person to answer gets a pen, a Zen Parenting Radio pen. Oh, that one makes me laugh. When's so the next bus? <laughs> Um, so we want to be able to connect with her in case the bus is late or the bus is early. We just want to be able to reach out. Exactly. Todd's right. Like that was really the bottom line is that we both had in our heads that, cause she's been asking for a phone since I think it got brought up in fourth grade the first time. And we were like, no, this is no way, no way Jose. And then throughout fifth grade. And then Todd and I talked about the fact that it's going to be the reason I want my daughter to have a phone is so I can feel good about sending her out in the world and not being around all the time. So she at least has access to, you know, get in touch with other people or to let me know where she is. Mm -hmm. That's really the bottom line of why I want her to have a phone. Um, And like Todd said, she's going to be taking the bus. But something else that that happened at the very end of fifth grade, because we've been done for a week and a half, is all of a sudden... She started riding bikes with her friends. And many of you, depending on where you live, you may say, oh, my kids have been doing that forever. JC's always been riding her bike, but now they just say, hey, we're going to go see you in a while. And it's been a very natural progression. Progression, Like I'm fine with it, but that's also when I realized that she's just going to be out and about. Well, what's funny about her just kind of going away with her friends is we never had a big talk about it. No, it it was very natural. It was natural in that like it was kind of something was going on that day and then all of a sudden – her friends and her came over and they just bailed. Like she didn't ask permission. We didn't have a big talk and it just seemed natural. Well, and that's, I really believe not in every situation, but that's really how it works is I think that- Like the time had come. The time had come and we don't need to have a huge discussion about everything. Like the cell phone happens to be something we did. But a lot of things that our daughters have been able to do have been very off the cuff, spur of the moment based on how they ask for it or don't ask for it. So expand on that. 
what, how they ask for. What it. I mean is that I can, my, and, and I have to say this because I have to give my mom credit for this. My mom always told me that she knew whether or not to let me do something based on how I asked. Mm. If I asked with discomfort or I couldn't look her in the eye or whatever, she always had, it, it's not that she always said no, but she would question it. Right. If I just came in and said, hey, I'm going here and I'll be home in 30 minutes and my confidence level was really high, right. she knew that I was ready. Right. Because and, and as parents, we can tell whether or not they're faking it or they're not. For sure. Yeah. And and when she said, I'm going to go on a bike ride, she already had her helmet on. She was ready to go and it didn't feel disrespectful. Right. It was like, here I am. My I'm, friends are going. I'm going. We're going. And it felt great. Right. I actually loved that day. Right. You know, it was like the first time the girls, we live across the street from a park. And I remember the first time the girls said, we're just going to go to the park. You guys stay here. Mm-hmm. And Todd and I were sitting outside. We could see them, but they were little enough that that was a huge deal. Right. And it was, but it was very natural. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to say on this day, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Not everything needs to be so controlled. And, and it's funny because we're going to talk about the phone and how we had a contract and we went through it with her. And I don't know if we're going to go through all 17 points. That might get boring, but well, well, what I will say about this, and and I wouldn't even use the word contract because we didn't use that with no, her. We didn't. It was what we the reason rules. that we made these rules, or the reason that we made these guidelines, or we created this discussion. Use whatever word feels right to you, is so we could know mm-hmm. that we had talked through every point right. when it comes to responsibility around a cell phone. Right. It wasn't because I don't trust her. Right. It wasn't because I think she's going to mess up. It wasn't because I'm trying to be rigid. Mm-hmm. It's actually a very fluid agreement. Right. Um, but I needed to know for myself that I had talked through these things. I can't just go and give my daughter a phone mm-hmm. and say, good luck. And as I think what you're saying is as much as it was for her, is actually more for you to yes. make sure that you... And what happened is there's this blog that's been out for a few years, this woman named Janelle Hoffman. Has it been a few years? Yeah, it's 2012. Oh, wow. And um, you may have may already know this, but she wrote these really good rules um, for her son. And my friend Mark Schultz, our our guy who was on the show, who was our bully. That's right. Um, he's he, our bully neighbor. He's our bully neighbor. We love him. And he came down and said, because he knew we were talking about getting JC a phone, he said, have you seen this blog? So, um, so I read through it, like Todd said, and, to, and give their name again so they can get Greg to Greg and Janelle Hoffman. Greg is the boy. I think he was going into high school. I don't know how old he was. Okay. And Janelle's the mom. So she wrote this agreement, and it was so kind of profound that it ended up being on the Today Show and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. So it's it's old. But what I did is I used the bones of what she wrote, mm-hmm. and then I added my own language and kind of talked like myself because she and I don't necessarily have the exact same voice. Right. Um, so, so if you're a listener, first of all, we'll put all of our 17 actually it's not it doesn't even have the word rules on it no it's, it's it says, jc's phone smarts yeah which is good yeah you know and right it's not like rules and regulations no. these are phone smarts so and like, um, and like todd said i will reiterate this this was more for me or you mm-hmm. todd this was for us so we knew if something came up we could say remember when we discussed this not to say i told you so but to say okay we need to revisit this issue right but if she would have made a mistake or a choice and we had never talked to her about it whose responsibility right do you know what i mean that's partial that's on us because right. we have to at least have that discussion. So you took the bones, okay, you wrote, you bones. made it your own. You had me read it. Yes, and you see added if yours. Anything I wanted to add or delete or modify, and then we sat down with her. Yeah. So should we go through them? Yeah, but they can be pretty quick. I don't think we need to do it in a boring. And fashion. we will put these if you're listening, you know, in the car, or whatever. We'll put these in the show notes. Yes. So if you, these are like the Zen Parenting Radio version of of of, of Janelle's of Janelle's uh, thing of Janelle's thing. I'm appreciative to her that she started it because it's like made it easier. It made it easier because then I could like pull from what you her liked. ideas and take things out, and so I'm thankful to All her. All right, number one. Okay, so 
real basic. We always tell JC, we own the phone Mm -hmm. because we pay for it, but it's yours to use. So just the whole idea. And again, we didn't just hand this paper. We sat down with her and talked through this so she understood. It is our phone. Mm -hmm. So really the bottom line is, is, you know, that, that privacy issue. It's, if she can't pull the old, Hey, this is my phone. Yeah. You can't look at it because Todd and I own that phone, but she gets to use it. And I do want to give a shout out to the company that we got this from just because I think it's a really, um, I I'd re- be, the way I work is I research stuff probably to the point you of, do yes that's shocking. There's this company called Scratch Wireless, and the way the phone because we even struggled with what kind of phone do we want to get her? Do we want to get her a smartphone? Do we want to get her like one of those cheap things where all you do is text? Yeah, I told her we were going to get her an old phone that she could text and call, and that's it because right. we weren't and she could ask for a smartphone down the line. So I totally was paralyzed by too much analysis but in the end we ended up going with this android uh that scratch wireless does and the way it works is you pay for the phone they had some special i don't know if it's still going on but it's 99 bucks and as long as you're connected to wi-fi well first of all texting is free regardless whether or not you're on wi-fi or not but if you want to make calls you make calls while you're on a wi-fi connection and if you want to get on the internet you have to be on a wi-fi connection so me being thrifty mcsaves a lot I like the fact that I know, and there's no contract. No contract. There's no monthly fee. Mm-hmm. So this phone costs us 99 bucks. It's typically though, 260 something, whatever Yeah, it is. we got a deal. We got some deal and maybe it's still going on and we'll put that in the show notes too. But basically, um, there's no contract. There's no monthly fee. So if you want your kid to be able to call from the park where there is no Wi-Fi, you can get like day passes for like two so, bucks. So that's a good point is that it's not that you can't call like if she was if we were sending her out for the day and she was like I may need to call you instead of text you you just put two dollars yeah. into the system it's very easy to do and then she can call that day but the fact that we're 99 bucks and that's it so she can text whether or not she's in the house yeah. connected to Wi-Fi text or if always, she's at the park yeah. so texting is always so available. safety is covered which was our primary thing and and we know from our niece and nephew and all the kids we work with that they don't call people right. really anymore anyway everything is done through texting so we weren't really worried about that but for safety reasons we wanted access to so it's called scratch wireless so number two uh we will know all your phone passwords so that's another part of we own this phone and let me be very clear about the relationship that we have with our daughter this she knows that we trust her and this isn't like i'm going to break into her phone all the time and be checking it but we're in this together this is a collaboration between her and us and like, for example, she got a computer for Christmas from my family gave her a computer and the same thing holds true. But do you want to know how many times I've picked up her computer and looked through it? Right. Zero. Right. Because I'm usually by her when she's on it. I'm us- I see what's going on. She'll say, hey, so-and-so emailed me. I'm like present for the experience. Right. So it's not knowing her password is not so I can bust into it late at night. And again, Will I have access to it if I ever had concern? Yeah, if you're concerned, boom, you're on it. But it's not like you're checking it every day. Yeah, and that's because that's what one of my problems was. I feel like there's a sense of distrust by saying, "Hey, give me your phone. I need to look at all your texts. I want to see what you've been surfing on the internet." And that's not what you're saying. Not at all. And and Todd and I have been having these talks for months about these kind of issues because here's the thing. This is all about communication with your kids. If you already have a relationship where they think you don't trust them, then this is going to be the same way. Mm -hmm. No matter what you say, they're not going to think that you trust them. Our children, even though, of course, we're still their parents and there are times that they've broken trust and blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying they've never made a mistake, but 
the girls know that we trust them. Just the fact, actually, just skipping to the last one on this list, I say to her, you have shown tremendous responsibility, and that's why you're getting a phone. Mm-hmm. Like so, But these are safety things that are put in place because Todd and my job as her, as her parents right. is to make sure, especially at this young age and this, this leaping out into having technology, having right. access, that she's being cared for and you know the image that i always uh was given a long time ago that i think is really helpful at least it is to me is you put your kids on a balance beam you know it visualize a balance beam like in gymnastics and they walk across it if you hold on to them the whole time or hold their hand the whole time they never learn how to do it you let them walk alone but you stand alongside them and put your hands up in right. case they fall right. and that is the way i look and at it this. doesn't mean that you sit on the bench 20 feet away whereas no. if they do fall you stand for, for sake side. of the metaphor there's like uh, this side of the spectrum is you're not even close to the kid right that side of the spectrum is, is you're way too overbearing you're way too overbearing and untrusting right and the that's the balance the balance is you just put your, and you know what the visual is better than put your hands up put your arms out wide mm-hmm. like i'm here i my arms are open my heart is open and i love that visual it just helps me so much with these choices so anyway um so we'll know your phone passwords number and, three and, and i will say this she i didn't even ask her and she said do you want me to text it to you or you know like it's done. She does it, right? Yeah. So number three, uh, don't ignore phone calls from us or texts from us um, and answer the phone politely when it rings. Something that a lot of kids this age don't understand because phones aren't as typical mm. for them. They don't have a home phone very, sometimes. Mm. Some families do, but a lot of families don't, is the etiquette of picking up a phone. Right. That a lot of kids just pick it up and like, yeah, huh, mm. what? And so I said to JC... It's going to be Adam's residence. This is JC speaking. How may I help you? <laughs> Not. Not. <laughs> but I said, this is very simple. When you pick up the phone, you just say, hello. Mm-hmm. And I said, or, you know, something to that effect. Right. Um, but that's the etiquette of picking up a phone. Right. Number four. Um, the phone stays plugged in downstairs at night. Uh, that, that's a big one. Yeah. Because I don't want this kid at 10 o'clock at night texting her friends all night. Right. We have a in their their rooms. Their rooms are technology free, meaning that sometimes they'll take a special movie occasion. Up, yeah. Right? They've, it's not that they've never had technology in their room. It's that it doesn't live there. Right? There's no computers that live in their room. There's no phones that live in their room. Um, and that they they she just she kind of already knows that rule because mm-hmm. of her computer, so she plugs it in at night. And then part of that is I uh, we wrote listen to your instincts and call and text only at appropriate times during the day. Um, that was one that I got from this Janelle woman, which I thought was a really um, important one, was that, y- you know, a lot of times kids will text in the middle of the night if they're up or adults do this, too. Yeah. And that really, if you're not willing to make a phone call and wake up a family, then why are you willing to make a text? Right. Same and thing. It, you, etiquette. Th- yeah. Etiquette. Okay. Uh, number five. Um, so during the day, the phone is for safety. And I put specifically so your dad and I can communicate with you. Um, and so... Talk to people during the day. Do not become a phone head. Um, phone- I feel like there should be a public service announcement, like like a commercial about don't be a phone head. Like, give a hoot, don't pollute. And, it should be like, don't be a phone head. And where did phone head come from? Because Cameron's the one who started saying that. I have no idea. But I don't know if she created it. She just started saying. Maybe there is a commercial out there that we don't even know about called don't be a phone head. But if there's not, there should be. Yeah. Cameron was talking about kids that she sees, uh, you know, walking around or at school who are constantly on their phone and she calls them phone heads. Right. So we have that language in our family already. And it's kind of funny and it silly. Is. It's like where someone's always looking down at their phone. Right. So don't be a phone head. Number six. This one she didn't like. Yeah. If it breaks or gets lost, you cover the cost. That's right. Things went dead silent after this. She wasn't happy and she came up with all these 
examples, hypotheticals, whatever, man. This is part of growing up. This is part of being responsible. Well, and if you remember, you and I kind of went back and forth on this one, even with her, which I'm fine with. Like, this is a fluid agreement. Mm -hmm. This isn't hard and fast. This is a fluid. And you were kind of like, we'll deal with it. And I was kind of like, well... There are, you know, there are hypothetical situations where if it has nothing to do with her and it broke, well, of it, course we'll help well, her. Yeah. Or, well, if it, if her locker gets broken yeah. into at school, then that's a different story. But if it's, uh, I thought I had it in my purse and now I can't find it. Right. Sorry, Charlie. And, and those are hard lessons to learn. Yeah. But I think the, that's a natural consequence is if you, you know, that's how we learn to, keep track of things. That's how we start to feel and check to make sure we have stuff. We have to have the experience. If we just, if she loses the phone and comes in and says, I lost it, we're like, oh, well, here's another one. She'll still get another one, but she'll have to pay. So anyway. Number seven. Um, This is a really important one. Use technology only for good. Do not use it to harm or lie. Do not involve yourself in group texts, phone calls, or games that are intended to harm or lie. Use the phone to be a good friend. That's a huge one. I know. I love that one. Do um, you want to expound on that or no? Just, I think it speaks for itself. Yeah. I think that t- Todd and I have talked about on this show that technology mm-hmm. is not in itself a bad thing. Um, research has shown that it's not a bad thing, but technology can take a turn mm-hmm. to the shadow mm-hmm. and the dark side when we start to use it to harm. Right. And so I wanted to be very literal about that, that if you find, and we went through some hypotheticals, if you find yourself part of a group text and things that are being said are not cool, you can just say, and you know, we got into how do you log off and blah, right. blah, but just say, I got to go. And I, I, the other thing that I gave her and we gave her, and we've said to her many times, blame us. Yeah. Use us as a uh... Say, I am fine. Defer to a higher authority. That's right. I am fine with you saying my mom will be all over my case. My mom won't let me. It's my mom's fault. Use me. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like that's a tool for that, kids. That they don't have. They You know, that they need. Yeah. They need to be able to blame somebody in, in a in a um, blame someone. I, I don't necessarily like that word. They need a tool to get out of a situation yeah. because we think that it's super easy for them to say, no, I will rise above that. Do you do that? Right. Do you do that at work? Do you do that in your group of friends? That's hard. So kids need a way to get themselves out of this. All right. Number eight. Uh, Do not text anything you would not say in person. I think texts, as Todd will always say, they have weird tones sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Number nine. Um, Phone is to be silenced and put away in public. Family events are for family, not for phone time. And I said you're a kind and uh, respectful person, so don't let the phone change that part of you. And that's a good one. Mm -hmm. And the family events thing is kind of my pet peeve like if we're having a family gathering it's totally and i will own this but if let's say we go to my mom's house Mm -hmm. and all of us are around talking and jc's you know jamming on her phone Mm -hmm. that bothers me for many reasons one is it's not respectful to the group but i also don't want to be perceived by my loved ones as somebody who parents in a way that I know. I'm owning this. Okay. I, was, I just gave Toddy a yucky look. And I'm saying that out loud. Right. So I can, t- part of being on the show and hopefully what we challenge our listeners to do is to own your part of why you feel weird about something. Right. Well, that is a part of it. Like, I don't want to be the dad who allows his kid to, you know, jam on a phone while we're having a, a wonderfully good conversation with amongst family members. So I'm just owning it. All right. I'm choosing it. I sounds like it. All right. So 
Let's see. Next one. Which number are we on? Number 10. Um, do not take pictures of yourself or anybody else that you would not show to your parents or your grandparents. Mm-hmm. Sharing pictures of your body or anything inappropriate could harm your friendships, your life, your future. Just be your smart self. It's JC's been in BU Girls Club with us, and she's had to sit through a probably lot too many discussion. BU things about this. Um, but So she's heard this a number of times, but it still needs to be reiterated. And then we talked about selfies. She said, I can't take selfies. I'm like, of course you can take selfies. But think about where you are and what you're wearing. You know, like if a lot of girls don't understand, if you're in your bedroom and you're in your pajamas and you're taking selfies of yourself, there's you got to be thoughtful about what you're putting out in the world. Is yeah. that something that you would show me? Right. And that's kind of the, you know, if you feel like you could put it on Facebook and we're all, she's not on Facebook, that's not a good example. But if you could text that that image to your whole family and it would be fine, then no problem. Right. But if, if it's something that you're trying to hide, question it. question it. Because it's not it's not just about how we'll feel about it. It's one of those things that can... Well, and once it's out there, it's out for everybody that's to right. see. Forever. 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 So. No, that's the past the point of no return. So number 11. Uh, be present for experience and don't think you have to take a million pictures. That's a that's all about mindfulness. That's a big one. Yeah, like you and I always have laughs whenever like um, you're anywhere and you see like everybody just taking their phone, taking pictures of something. <laughs> totally. And whether, regardless of where you are, whether or not you're looking at a beautiful piece of art or nature or whatever, I'm all for taking pictures. But first be there without your camera and take it in. Right. And then if afterwards you want to do it, then go ahead and take your picture. But we instantaneously go to our phone just so we can capture it some later date when you're actually there in the present moment looking at that thing. We miss experiences. Yes. We miss experiences. And so what I want her to understand is there's nothing wrong with taking pictures, but when you're watching a show, watch the show. If you're, you know, watching a dance, watch the dance, Mm -hmm. like, and then maybe take a picture afterwards or videotape half of it or, you know, there's, for some parents, this is hard because they do want to hold that moment. Um, But I've always appreciated just sitting there and enjoying it and maybe get a snapshot after it's done. There you go. Um, Number 12. 12. Um, Leave your phone at home sometimes and know that that's okay. You're not missing anything. Right. Um, And that's hard because, you know. Hard for us. Have you, do you know what FOMO is? F-O-M-O? Forgot my phone. Fear of missing out. Ooh. And I used to have that in my 20s. I know. See, it's not just for this generation. Every generation. I wouldn't want to go home. Yes. Just in case there was a fun story. I wanted <laughs> to be a part of it. Exactly. And that's the thing. It wasn't even about the experience. It's I want to be a part of everyone else's story. Yeah. And that is, you know, that's not in listening to ourselves. That's looking at the external and, mm-hmm. and feeling the need to be involved in, in the external and being perceived a certain way. But so a lot of kids have the fear of missing out that if I don't have my phone, I won't get on that text or I won't get invited. And, you know, unfortunately, I can't teach that out of my children. That's a normal human experience. I still have it sometimes. Of course. Um, but I also want her to understand that you don't need your phone 24-7, that you can always come back and respond. And if it's something important, you'll know about it ahead of time. Um, what about number 13, sweetie? Um, listen to lots of different music and enjoy. Be conscious of explicit lyrics. Don't fill your brain with negative or violent language and only hurts you. Just be your smart self. Yeah, that's a good one. She, one thing that we've been very open about with our kids is music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I we, we don't really limit that. I mean, th- they don't listen to a lot of songs with explicit lyrics, so it hasn't been hard. But when I'm in the car and there's songs on, I'm 
it's just on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they'll say, oh, they said that word. And I'm like, yep, they said that word. Yeah, just kind of lean them into this explicit lyrics yeah. thing. And again, our kids are a little older. So, yeah. um, but, you know, we talk about it rather than pretend it's not happening. Exactly. And use it as a, as a tool for discussion. Exactly. Like pink is a perfect example. They love her and they're like, why does she swear here and here? And I said, it's a way of her expressing herself. So raise your glass. <laughs> and it's a way that it's her kind of persona. She, there are people who talk differently. Sweetie, are you too school for cool? No. And if you're too school for cool and, and they treat you like a fool. And so what I was telling, what I want her to know is because she does have um, something called Spotify um, that, you know, I can't, <laughs> I'm not going to be there all the time with her as she's a preteen and a teenager. She's going to hear music that I think is, ugh. Mm-hmm. And I told her about some music that, you know, I used to listen to that used to make me feel certain ways because I'm a music head as well. And I've talked to her about that. And so what I want her to know is if you hear it, because you may choose to listen to it or someone else will give it to you, understand that if it's really heavy and negative, it hurts you. Mm-hmm. It's not just about that your mom will be mad at you. Forget that. Right. It hurts you. It it changes your thinking. It makes you feel heavy. And that's all I can do. I mean, really. That's all I have to say about that. That's that's what I feel is necessary for her at this age. What about number 14, sweetie? Um, keep your eyes up, see the world, be with people. Use the phone to connect, not disconnect. That's a great one. Yeah. And a lot of these, there's a lot of overlap yeah, between these. Yeah, there's a ton of overlap. But there's nothing wrong with saying something again in a different way. Yes. So you do the last three. Number 15, we don't have to talk about because it's specific to the phone yeah, plan the that Wi-Fi, she's on. Yeah, the blah, blah, blah. Number 16, all phone apps need to be okayed by us. Yeah. That's normal. Mm-hmm. We are in this together. We can always discuss all this. You have shown tremendous responsibility, and that's why we are, we, why you are getting a phone. Enjoy. That's it. That's it. And so we talked through all of them, and I said, here you go. And then we haven't talked about it since. That's right. So it's been great. So feel free to steal the ideas that we stole from this lady. So basically, we stole from her, created our own language, um, meaning I pulled, you know, I kind of used my own words. You can use hers or ours and then use your own words. Right. Um, because the, the goal is not about um, exactly the words you use. It's the communication that you're having with your children around their phone rather than just telling them something and hope they remember or rather than saying, well, they should just know that. Go through it. We did have her sign it though. We did. We all did. It was kind of a formality. I just wanted to do it for fun. Um, So our second partner is Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Um, Dr. Kelly, she adjusts our whole family. We need to get over there. I missed last week. I was there last week. Um, But she has a graduation special for um, anybody who has graduated from any school, whether it's college or preschool. She has a free initial exam for the month of June. Awesome. So check that out. Uh, Chirotree.com and then 630-941-8733. And then she has that ear infections thing on July 15th where she talks about concerns about ear infections. So that's also on our show notes. So now I want to um, preview um, Friday's conversations with people we love. So we have about a one minute audio. Um, So listen in. Here we go. I thought was really amazing. And I don't know if Cassidy realized how amazing it was, um, but her choices in the midst of some pretty powerful emotion were really great. And even though I'd love for you and I to take credit for all of that and say it's BU Girls Club. Um, oh, mom, it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> well, it may be a little piece, but I think that, you know, obviously Casserly, just in her own right, is a very grounded, um, level-headed, compassionate person, but also her mom is as well and her dad. And so she just has this kind of awareness. But I wanted her to share this story because I think it might help 
some other kids her age and also some parents, because <laughs> I think some parents struggle with these things too. For sure. So how do we start this? What, what's, what's this all about? So what happened to you about a week ago that was kind of a scary or sad or not happy thing? Well, we had soccer tryouts and I came home from a friend's house and my mom told me that I moved down from the A team to the B team. Mm. And I just I I cried for a little bit and then I finally um got some and that's it. So that's our teaser. <laughs> We're going to leave you hanging. It's so such this, a good interview. It's a great story, and um, and Casserly is just a wonderful teacher for us. So, you know, you heard what she said. She got demoted from the A team to the B team, and how she responded is is worthwhile. Yes. So listen. listen. Listen with your kids. Yes. You know, or listen first and then let your children hear um, because her mom is also part of the interview, her mom, Rita, and just kind of how this came to be. And I think you will be inspired by it. I know you will. I'm choosing it. I'm saying it, sweetie. All right. Choose it. All right. Um, this came in from one of our listeners. Um, I can't say this person's name because they asked me not to, but I'm just going to read it. All right. This is what the listener says. Seeing the grandparents' uh, Alzheimer's post made me wonder if you've ever done an episode on grand parental involvement or lack thereof. My in-laws live 11 hours away from us and yet spend more time with my kids than my own parents who live 40 minutes away. I've tried again and again to try to facilitate a relationship between them and my kids for nine years, and it has never come anywhere near what our peers seem to experience with their parents. I don't know how much of an outlier we are, but this has been among the biggest stressors my wife and I have experienced as parents. I think my parents feel like a couple hours with their grandchildren every two or three months is plenty. Once my parents expressed amazement that their grandparent peers actually know the favorite colors of each of their grandchildren, my head almost exploded. Okay, not sure if this is a message or a one-sided therapy session at this point. Anyways, maybe an idea for a future episode, accepting limitations and determining when those limitations are reasonable. So to sum it up, his parents, 11 hours away, or no, his in-laws are 11 hours away. His parents are 40 minutes away, and the in-laws have a much stronger relationship than his parents do with his own kids, Right, and it frustrates him. Right. What do you think? Um, well, I think that's very understandable, and I am, you know, I completely understand what he's trying to say, and I understand his frustration and why he feels that way. I don't think that there's anything wrong with those feelings of wanting to be like, hey, you know, here's your grandchildren, and they're here, and they want to be with you, and I want to see a relationship form. But here's the – I've had this conversation with a lot of people. Um, It comes up quite often, which is why I was excited when Todd showed me this question. And I will say this. The definition of suffering is not accepting what is. And what we try and do is we fight against what's happening and what is, and we expect it to be different. We think it should be different just because we want it to be different. And one of the things he said in that is my parents think, or whoever, the other grandparents think that two hours once a month is enough for them. Well, it is. I mean, it, it, is, I, for them. it is for them. By definition, enough. because that's all they're that's doing. That's they're doing. 
And so to say they should be different or they're not good enough or they should be like all the rest of the parents, that that's what we do to kids sometimes. You should be by, like the other kids. You should want to do what the other kids do. You should be better. You should be more. You should be like the, the other kids that I see around the neighborhood. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, what I can say is that what will make you feel better, and I I can say this as, from a therapeutic perspective as a therapist, you need to express how you feel to your parents, right. but let go of what comes out of that. The expectations. If you go into it saying, I'm going to say how I feel, and therefore they'll change their behavior, you're going to run into trouble yeah. because you're just going in to, to get your way. But if you can go in and say, I miss seeing you guys. I would like to see you guys more. I wish you had a stronger relationship with the kids. I would love to see you more than I do. And you can share from your heart and be really authentic. You will feel better just because it, because what's, what's stopping you up and making you so angry is you feel they should just know. Yeah. You're like, they should just know this, but they don't. Well, and we, and we don't know. Maybe he has. We that, just don't that is know. True. But that what is I, true. it's funny. You and I obviously came from the same place on this because what I wrote down is what if he said something to the effect of it hurts my feelings that you don't make more of an effort with, with my kids? Right. Because if you can do that without an expectation, without with detaching from the outcome of whatever this says, then you can let it go. Exactly. Healing comes after – you guys know the thing, the truth will set you free? Mm-hmm. That's literal. If you can say what you feel and release it and talk to someone and say, here's how I feel, that will take – 75% of that weight off your shoulders. Well, obviously we No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, the language is critical yes. because you can say dad, mom, you need to spend more time with my kids. Totally different thing. Versus it really hurts my feelings that you don't make more of an effort with Something our kids. Something I really wish for my family is that we could spend more time with you. I miss you guys. It, it, it Todd's using what therapists call I language right. rather than you, 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 and right. him pointing his finger at his parents and saying, you're not good enough. Right. He's saying, I feel this way. Is this something we could make happen? And here's the difficult part. They may say no. They may say this, or we'll make a little more of an effort. But even if they do, it's from a clear point of view, it's okay because you've said your piece. And that's what I was going to get to is that that, but that is the difficult part sometimes is that you pour your heart out, but you don't get what you think you need. You know, you think again, the, the word that I will use is intention. If your intention, when you're going into a conversation is to get your way, right. You're going to struggle. Right. If your intention is I'm going to share how I feel and then let it go, then there might be some room there Mm -hmm. because if you go at them, they're going to be defensive too. Yeah. Not, and they're probably kind, generous people, but they may be like, we're so busy or you don't understand our life. And the truth is it's all relative. Mm-hmm. Like right now, when I look at the school year and everything we were doing, that is busy on steroids. Yeah. Summer, so much has been let go of, but we're still pretty busy. Yeah. It's relative. Right. So to say you guys, you know, it, you have to go into it with a clear intention about sharing what you feel and then allow for whatever to happen. Having said that, I feel this guy's pain. Not that I have that experience with my family, but I could just, 
I have that experience in different ways yes, in my in life. Other and, and I could totally feel for right. it. Right. So, and that's really the bottom line of this question is number one, we totally understand why you feel that way. That is hard. And my goodness, you're not alone because yeah. I hear this all the time. But number two, remember that you're causing, that you can make a choice about how to view it. Right. Meaning if you can share how you feel with them and be forthcoming and very honest and vulnerable, mm-hmm. and you can say this is this would be great and not be you know, mean or not try and go after them or say that they're wrong, then they may be able to hear that and make some changes, but they also may not. But I think you will feel better just knowing that you've shared your heart. What do you know about that book, sweetie? (laughs) How much time do we have? Just just start talking. Just tell me. Well, we're at 39 right now. Okay. So I'll be quick about this book. Okay. So like I said, I got this book gone, girl. My mom finally gave it to me because I couldn't get it in the library and she had finished it. Okay. So I started it yesterday and I was sitting outside and I was reading it. I understand why everybody likes it. It just pulls you right in. And, you know, it's, I was actually had started reading the other day, The Invention of Wings, which is beautiful, but I can't read it fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like something I really need to, or this is the kind of book where you can just, Tear you know. Right through. So I'm going through it, going through it, and I go to bed, and I'm like, oh, you know, these people and their lives, and blah. And then I wake up this morning early, and so I was like, oh, I'll read my book that's next to my bed. So I'm reading it, and it's just, when I say it's awful, I don't mean the writing. I don't mean the book. I mean the story. These people, it's so, it's not just sad, it's dark. And, and there's a million books out there that are dark. And so I'm not oblivious to that. But what my aha moment that I had, Todd, is when I got out of bed, I felt awful. Right. And I had to like literally I wasn't I worked out this morning, so I was like, I'll take a shower after. I had to take a shower. Mm -hmm. I had to like release that from my body. And I had that moment of, oh, this is what people do every day. No wonder fill their, they fill their, fill their system soul up with, with this dark crap. stories. Yeah. And here's the thing is someone will say, well, that's true because it kind of feels like I'm, I'm pretty close to being done. I'm halfway through it. I'm not done. I'm halfway through it. It feels like the Scott Peterson case. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was modeled after that or if it was coincidental. I don't know. I don't know enough about the book. But it's, you know, what the Scott Peterson case yes. was, right? It feels that way. And I know that these things have happened. So people will say, but this is re- like your dad yesterday. This is reality. Yeah. This is reality. But you know what, you guys? There are a million other good things going on. And I realized that it takes a lot of work to be Jedi-minded, to to look for the light. Yeah. Because the dark is easy, and the dark is an easy read, and the dark is reality TV, and the dark's everywhere. If you, you know, it's easy. It's not everywhere. Yoda has a quote about that. What does he say? I don't remember exactly, but it's something like it, Luke says, is the dark side stronger? And Yoda says, no, but it's quicker, easier. Yes. yes. Um, Thank you, can, Yoda. Yeah, maybe we can pull that out. Is the dark side stronger? No. 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 But more seductive. But how am I to know the good side from the bad? You will know when you are calm. Something you kind of like carry with you throughout the week and you think about it all day. And I don't want to think about these people. I don't. I don't. I, they, and I understand that they've had challenges and they're like, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like we get a choice for what we want to take in. Hmm. And I just had so much work I had to do this morning to kind of take that layer of darkness 
off of me. Did you, were you able to do that? Oh yeah. I feel a lot better, but then your question to me is, am I going to finish it? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like it, it, one of my mistakes was reading it in the morning on a Monday morning. I don't think that does anyone any good. Not a good start um, to the day. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious about what happens in that dark way. You know what I mean? Like it's an easy, it's like sex and violence. It's right. like, Ooh, what happened? Right. But I'm also very conscious of that, that seeing the light or feeling the light or whatever. And when I'm saying the light, I'm, I'm using star Wars metaphors here, um, is practice and you can't just expect to feel good if you take all that stuff in because here's the visual I get. We have this like light in front of us, but we put all these walls up and then the light can only get through these little pinholes and we read things and we see things and then we put up all these more walls and the pinholes even start to disappear and we say there is no light mm -hmm. and the light is always there, but you have to practice seeing it. You got to take down those walls and you got to put bigger holes in the wall. You know, it's like people say with the, you know, being on an airplane, when you're below the clouds, it's cloudy. When you get up above the clouds, there's always light and, and it's there. And so even though you guys listening may know this, I just feel like this morning as I was reading that book, it was a poor choice that I made. Um, and maybe I'll read it at night and it won't be as big of a deal or maybe I won't finish it at all. I don't know. Well, maybe you can update us next week and let us know if you finished it. I will. And I'll say to Jillian Flynn, who wrote the book, it's got nothing to do with your writing and it's got it's fantastic. I understand why people are pulled in. Kind of like the 10 o'clock news, right? Yes, I, I get it. I'm not, it's not a, this is bad, this is good. It's a... I don't want to think about these people. All right. We got to move. We got, where are we moving? Uh, we're not moving anywhere. Oh. Um, what about Jeremy? Jeremy Kraft. He's the president and owner of Avid Company, painting and remodeling all over the Chicagoland area, 630-956-1800. Give him a call. We do have three new iTunes reviews. So if you've never given us a review, consider doing that because it helps us out. But somebody, EAS Colorado, gave us five stars. Inspiring and accurate, she says, or he. Thank you. Uh, JVTTO, love you guys, five stars. Thank you. Thank and then you. lastly, Lizzie WB, in insightful, smart, caring, Zen parenting radio. They're, they, write, they write paragraphs for us. I mean, it's wonderful. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Um, and then as far as our own shameless, selfless, selfish promotion, um, I don't know. What do you got? Well, like, a, you know, the only thing I can say is that BU Girls Club, we only have a few spots left. We're really trying to find, again, it's Elmhurst District 205. Um, we we have a, had, had a fantastic response, but all the people are from the same schools, and we're trying to diversify a little bit. So email me at uh, kathy at alwaysbu.com to see if, if you have a daughter who's in fifth grade um, and she's in a District 205 school. Just email me, and I'll let you know if we have a spot for her school. And your books are on Amazon, so for parent part one and part two yep. and i have my men's group my monthly men's group so if uh if you're a dude out there and you want to uh and you live in chicago uh, consider it uh send me an email and i'll get you more information comments at zenparentingradio.com and then we have that voice messaging option uh also so yeah. if you have a question you can go to our website and ask us a question and it'll come to us and maybe we'll play it on the radio and then uh lastly use our amazon link on our webpage zenparentingradio.com so Anything else, sweetie? That's it, honey. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Hopefully you guys have a wonderful week. and Enjoy that summer sun. And keep trucking. Keep on trucking. And don't read negative books when you wake up in the morning. Or at night, because then it's in your dreams. Then you dream about it. Right. So when, when, middle of the day. Read them at noon. Between noon and 1 o'clock <laughs> p.m. All right. See you later. Bye.